It's Thursday, January 21st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, we had a chance today to uh, hear from, uh, I guess, the Indians' two newest shortstops. What <laughs> 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 it right now, uh, Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez uh, both talked to the media, both uh, sort of, I, I don't want to say made their case, but uh, both said, you know, hey, I've, I've always played shortstop. So so where does that leave the Indians heading into the 2021 season uh, with basically two shortstops to replace uh, Francisco Lindor, the, the four-time All-Star uh, traded to the Mets uh, last month? Yeah, really interesting, Joe. I mean, that's the same impression I came away with from the two Zoom calls. Uh, both guys want to play shortstop, and the Indians haven't told them anything. They're going to wait until spring training till uh, they make a decision. Um, you know, I think we can look at this a couple different ways. Jimenez is, what, 22, mm-hmm. younger guy. It sounds like he's the better defensive player. Um, Rosario's a better hitter. He's played more shortstop in the big leagues than Jimenez. I would think uh, – if, you, if I had to pick right now, I think Rosario probably started short. Jimenez would, would start at second. But I think, you know, Jimenez is their long-term shortstop, I think. One, they, I think it, it would not be surprising to see him take over shortstop at some point during the season, depending how long it is. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to go with Jimenez has all the tools. He has what you need to replace Francisco Lindor as that dynamic shortstop, the guy who makes makes the routine plays, but also can extend and sort of make the fantastic plays and the you know uh, the Sports Center highlight type plays. Uh, Rosario's came up and he was this athletic phenom with with the Mets and and really sort of uh, his offense maybe maybe put him a little he- a bit ahead defensively. And it was overlooked until over the course of those three years in the major leagues, his, his weaknesses there sort of were exposed. Uh, he's the kind of guy who maybe with his athleticism, you can make into uh, a multi-position player. Uh, so just some numbers, Rosario's defense, defensive metrics, the way that they measure things with ultimate zone rating and defensive runs saved. Uh, he, he actually did pretty well in his three years in, in New York in terms of ultimate zone rating. He was a, a plus 3.5 in his ultimate zone rating uh, over 150 innings, average over 150 innings. Uh, that's, that, that just means that, you know, he makes plays that are hit when the ball's hit right to him, I guess, is, is the, the easy way of saying that. Uh, but his defensive runs saved is where he's really, uh, you know, not – uh, in, in the positive statistics there for, uh, for your advanced metrics, uh, negative three defensive runs saved over his big league career. And, and that's really sort of where he gets this reputation uh, of, of not being a solid defender. I think if you put Jimenez there, who's, I, I, you know, I've watched video, I've seen, seen film of this kid. He can make the plays. And, and, and really one of the, the points that you picked up on when we were interviewing Jimenez was was his speed and then that's sort of something that yeah that yeah i mean what he stole what uh nine ba- nine uh, ten bases i i think he was eight for eight for nine stealing bases last year but i uh, like this the speed defensively is uh you know that's probably what <clears throat> is really kind of separates him you know you know i was watching uh there was a uh, they broke down the two players 
not to know they broke down Rosario and Lindor on MLB Network mm-hmm. and Rosario as defensive players and Rosario plays much shallower as a defender at shortstop Frankie's playing on the outfield grass most of the time because he's got a you know he has so much range he's got so much speed Rosario plays in closer kind of to to, to make up for his lack of range so that might come into a play you know, with, with Jimenez and Rosario and Rosario is a better hitter. Uh, so maybe he, he, you know, he's played some third base. He's, I don't think he's played. He said he didn't play second. He's played a little outfield. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's a, the better player to move around and he's going to be more expensive too. You know, he, he made 2.4, I think a million in, in our, in arbitration this year, he'll, he'll be eligible again next year. Uh, so he might be a player, who knows that they kind of, you know, they, they look at if he, if he has decent numbers offensively, they try to move him, you know, sometime at the end of this year or next year. Yeah. That's, that's probably the best case scenario for the Indians is if Ahmed Rosario is in and that's, and that's a reason to find a spot for him and keep him in the lineup because you want this guy to hit, you want him to hit his way out of Cleveland and become a, a piece that they can trade at some point, you know, Keep him in as 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 your everyday shortstop. Hope he develops into a consistent hitter. But then, if if by the middle of the season Rosario is somehow you know producing at the plate, uh, I, I think you got to really consider him as a as a prime candidate for a trade. Yeah, especially if they stay in this budget crunch because uh, <clears throat> he's going to at least he's two four this year. He'll be you know f- probably around five million next year. So, you know, that's, I don't know if they want to pay that for a guy that maybe is a utility, utility infield. Yeah. He'd be the second or third highest paid player on the team right now. (laughs) If he was making that much, I I guess. Uh, But really them, not uh, the Indians, not, you know, taking a step forward. It's saying, Hey, you know, you're going to play short, you're going to play or we're going to explore positional uh, flexibility with uh, Rosario or whatever them not saying anything about that right now. Does that say more about, you know, if there's going to be a, a signing or, or somebody else coming in, you know, maybe they, they bring back Cesar Hernandez to play second base. So there's, there's not as many positions available or, you know, maybe they're thinking Rosario is, as that extra outfielder that they, uh, that they might need. Does that give you, give us any sort of a hint or indication about where they're leaning in terms of bringing in extra players? Yeah, I think it does, Joe. I think, you know, they have to make another move. You know, they saved some money with the uh, Lindor-Carrasco deal. They said they were going to put it back into the roster. So, you know, I'm anticipating, you know, them adding one or two, at least one or two more players. I don't know how much, I don't think they're going to spend all that 30 million, 32 million they saved. You know, Antonetti said they won't do that. But I would think uh, they're going to add an infielder and try to get some outfield help. You know, maybe, maybe they do go after Hernandez and but if they go after Hernandez, that's probably going to take the bulk of the money that, that the, the savings they took. Cause he's, he's got a, I would think what he made 6.25 last year before it was prorated. Uh, you know, this year, if it's a full season, I would, I would think they're looking at what 10 million, a $10 million deal. Yeah, maybe for I him. would, I would say you probably got to double what you paid Cesar Hernandez and give him uh, a two to three, a two year deal with an option or a three year deal or something something like that, you know, and we're seeing these, these weird uh, ways, these deals are being structured now with, uh, you know, the, the third year is an option year, but if you don't 
uh, if they don't pick up the option, you still get paid the full amount. It, it was the Indians aren't doing that. No, the Indians. <laughs> I mean, that, that is that's that might be for the twenty nine other teams, but they're not paying anybody for the next ten years like no. uh, Hendricks is getting from the Cubs. Well, one player that they are definitely not paying over any uh, anytime soon. Uh, Michael Brantley uh, has re-signed with the Astros. Uh, there was a there were rumors that he was going to join the the Blue Jays, but. Uh, he basically signed uh, just about the same sort of deal that he he had uh, for the previous two years with the Astros. Uh, goes back to them. Uh, I, you know, there anybody who thought that the Indians were going to be able to afford Michael Brantley or bring him back was you know out of their mind, anyways. Uh, and just so we're we're clear, the same is to be said for Yasiel Puig. There is no chance of Yasiel Puig coming back here. But uh, just your thoughts on Michael Brantley staying put in uh, in Houston. Yeah, that was like the switcheroo, you know, because <laughs> usually when all the people that report that, that that Brantley was going to Toronto, he's going to Toronto. I mean, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, within hours, they, they do a switch and he's headed back to Houston. Two years, I think, $32 million. Um, Yeah, he's, I mean, he's played well there. Houston still has a good team, uh, you know, even though they've, you know, they've lost some people and, you know, they've gone through the cheating scandal. Uh, they're still a very good team of force in the AL West. And uh, Brantley's had since, I mean, he's had three great seasons, you know, right. Cleveland and his two in Houston really has really come into his own. He, and the key to me, Joe, is he stayed healthy. You know, yep. I mean, he's not the defender he was, you know, but, you know, you got to American League, you got to DH so he can DH there. But he's still a little he scares me a little in left field. I mean, he can make the routine plays, but he's not that great defender that we saw in his younger days with the Indians since that shoulder injury has really kind of hindered him, I think. Well, there's not, there's not a lot of room out there in left field in, uh, in Houston anyways. So yeah, as long as you don't run into that wall out there, you're exactly. okay. Uh, the, Ast uh, the, the Blue Jays did uh, score at least one Astros outfielder. Uh, they got, a six-year deal done with uh, George Springer. They went the extra mile and got uh, six years, $150 million for Springer. So uh, the one of the big free agents on the market, uh, one of the top names, is now off the board in Springer. Uh, that, that really does leave uh, Real Muto, who looks like he's going back to, to Philly, uh, probably, uh, and, and Bauer out there as the, as the, the big remaining free agents. Uh, but... You know, for the for the Blue Jays, they add Springer to that lineup, and wow, it's uh, they're going to be able to score some runs. Yeah, they they add Springer, and they've got that great young core uh, on the infield. Uh, then they added Kirby Yates to help the bullpen. They need some they need some help in the bullpen. I think there's still maybe some mild interest in Brad Hand, so uh, they 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 might be. I don't know if that you know the Springer deal kind of scares them off Hand, but you know they wanted to make the Flash, Mark Shapiro, and Ross Atkins, and they did. Uh, I think now they got to find a place to play. You know, are they going to play in Dunedin, <laughs> Florida? Is that where they're going to spend their season, or are they going to go back to Buffalo? Because I don't think they can play in in uh, the uh, Rogers Center right now. No, it might be a uh, another full season of of not being able to get into Canada and and play. And you know, if uh, hey, you know, we. <laughs> We had a change here in the United States. Uh, maybe, maybe things internationally are going to start uh, loosening up here uh, after this week. Uh, but you know, and that might take a little while, and, and who knows 
where this this virus is going. I'm seeing more and more NBA games getting coming across my uh, the alerts on my phone saying teams are their next three games are canceled. And I it's it's amazing to me how uh, the NBA is is you know proceeding forward without any sort of bubble system. Uh, they're just trying to put their heads down and, and get through this uh, despite outbreaks and and whatnot with the uh, with the coronavirus. Uh, so yeah, I, you mentioned Brad Hand, uh, a possibility there. He's also been mentioned. I, I believe he's also been mentioned in in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, Los Angeles. I think uh, who, there was somebody else. Uh, Los Angeles, uh, maybe Arizona checked in on him. Uh, that uh, so you know he's got. A, I, I wonder how Hendricks's contract kind of influences Hand. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and then. Does he now? Does he have to go for a three-year deal at what fifty million or whatever that Chicago got hand, uh, gave hand? So uh, that's going to be an inter interesting to watch to see how that unfolds. And Bauer, you know, wh where's Bauer going to land? I guess what he, he was talking to the Dodgers. The Dodgers uh, had maybe on a short-term contract, or the Angels. You know, that'd be great for him. He could go back back home to the West Coast and maybe. But yeah, he's so good. he's the last guy. He's going to drag this out and have the most dramatic, you know, it's going to be a made for YouTube event and, and something like that. It's, it's not going to be simple with Trevor Bauer, but uh, you know, we'll find out pretty soon. I, I got to imagine, I got to imagine it's something out West because he, he likes training out in Arizona. It's that that's what he's comfortable doing, but who knows? I, I don't, don't ever ask me to explain the thought process of one uh, Trevor Bauer. Um, Hey, I, I do want to, speaking of thought processes and, and processes in general, uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, uh, subtext as we're getting closer to uh, the beginning of training camps and, and these free agent signings are starting to sort of uh, move at a, at, a, at a swifter pace here. Uh, subtext is your best way to get our thoughts and the latest updates on the Indians and what we know. Uh, hey, after we had these uh, these Zoom calls this afternoon with Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez, immediately Hoinsey was pushing out, you know, his first impressions of the players and, and what we got out of those, uh, those uh, interactions. Uh, if you want in on that, if you want in on what we're doing here on Cleveland.com, Indian subtext, uh, sign up. It's $3.99 a month. Uh, it's real easy. It's a, it's a direct conversation with us. You can reply back via text with your thoughts. And it's also a way to get your, uh, your takes used exclusively here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, where uh, in, uh, you know, in, in short time, we're going to be running. Uh, we're going to be trying something new with uh, our Hey Hoinsey. We're going to do a Hey Hoinsey live session. Uh, Hoinsey, okay. it, that, that's going to be great. Uh, people get a chance to, to hop on a Zoom and, and talk to the, the two of us and just ask us face-to-face -face, uh, in this time of COVID. Uh, you know, their questions. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun, Joe. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm excited about it. I think, it, you know, we'll, we'll get some, uh, you know, new thoughts, new, we'll put some, th you know, the questions with faces, we'll be able to hook that up and, uh, you know, uh, that'll be fun. And I think it, it'll be a great, it'll be great for Indians fans that really, you know, we can give them an answer face to face. Uh, and uh, it's going to be cool. It, it, it really will. And, uh, I guess we're going to maybe start next week doing that, right? Yeah, uh, we're thinking uh, probably uh, either Tuesday or Thursday next week, uh, but 
we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely let you know on a podcast early next week. Uh, to join Subtext, here's how you, how you become a member and, and, and join up. Uh, you go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Uh, or you can text us directly right now, and, and it'll start the process and get you signed up. Uh, send a text message to 216-208-4346. Uh, that's the easiest and quickest way to get signed up. Uh, again, that number is 216-208-4346. Uh, Hoinsey, really looking forward to that event um, uh, next week. Uh, we will hammer down the, uh, the date and the time, probably in the 7 o'clock range. Uh, on Tuesday or Thursday next week. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, we, we talked to uh, the two shortstops today. We're going to get in touch with uh, Kristen, uh, I'm sorry, Tristan McKenzie tomorrow. Uh, be interested to hear how his offseason is going. But, uh, you know, just your, your takeaways from this afternoon with, uh, with the two of them, uh, Rosario and, and Jimenez, uh, these are both guys who who sort of idolized Omar Vizquel as the Indian shortstop. Yeah, and I, I like the fact, Joe. It sounded like these guys had rehearsed their answers when <laughs> uh, they were they were asked. Uh, you know, did they feel any pressure? You know, about coming over to Cleveland to face to face Lind to replace Lindor, and you know, Cookie Carrasco too is in that deal. But obviously, you know, the the position to position thing is is the thing that that's going to draw fans' interest. Uh, all three of them play shortstop, and uh, th these guys took a kind of a mature mature view. They said, you know, it shows the uh, the Indians organization values us. Uh, it shows uh, that this is a chance for us to, uh, you know, really show what kind of players we are. And they said uh, we feel no pressure at all. So, you know, I, can, I guess they can say that, but we'll see if the proof is in the pudding, you know, come uh, opening day or well, it'll start in spring training when spring training starts, I guess, if, if it ever starts. I mean, oh, sure, there's no pressure at all. We're, we're both coming over here. We both want to play the same position. There's no pressure at all. Yeah, yeah. No, there, I, I mean, obviously, there's a huge amount of pressure on both of these guys. You know, they're going to step on the field, and, you know, the first time Rosario boots a ball in spring training, it's going to be, you know, boom, I've, I've lost the position again. He's already lost his starting position as a, short, a shortstop to Jimenez once, and now Jimenez follows him over here to Cleveland. It's <laughs> obviously there's pressure right there, uh, yeah. and and I mean he was asked if he could, if he could play other positions and, and and what he's thought about that, and really you don't want to say well well sure I, I'll play the outfield. He he wants to play shortstop. That's yeah, where he wants that's... to be. Those are the guys. They they played shortstop since they were probably six years old, and uh, they made the big leagues as shortstops. So you know something's got to give here. You know they really do. And and uh, you know the thing is, Jimenez is is younger. He's got options. If but I, I think you're I I kind of side with you, Joe. I think he's he's probably the guy they want to play there. Yeah, I mean we saw what happened when Lindor wasn't available at the start of the season in 2019. And you had to plug a, a AAA shortstop in. You, you saw, the, the team fell apart for the first month of the season because you, you didn't have a guy there that could play shortstop. And you know Eric Stamets is a nice guy, but he was not Francisco Lindor. At least Andres Jimenez is defensively in the same conversation as Francisco Lindor 
as a 22-year-old. You know, he's not 27-year-old Francisco Lindor, polished and two-time gold glover. But where Francisco Lindor was as a 22-year-old, Andres Jimenez is more in that range than Ahmed Rosario is right now. Yeah, I, I, that, that's a good point. And, uh, and we're just going to have to see. I mean, yeah, behind these two guys, there's like a legion of shortstops the Indians have. So I guess we're, they're just going to keep running them out there till they find somebody that can play there. Uh, I mean, you could feel an entire starting nine of shortstops right now for, uh, for the Indians uh, in, in terms of their farm system. Uh, the, the depth at that position is, is pretty good. Uh, and, and every time I see videos of these guys hitting on their, uh, you know, their backfields in the Dominican or, or in Venezuela, I, I, I think to myself, boy, I, you know, he looks like he could hit, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, doing, he's doing it against, you know, the, uh, the, the, the town mail carrier or something like that. That's a, yeah, from, not from 60 feet away, from 40 <laughs> feet away. Who so, knows? so uh, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see what pans out with that. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, we'll be back uh, Monday with our impressions of Tristan McKenzie uh, and, and what he had to say uh, to us on Friday. Uh, just uh, we'll, we'll probably get going a, a couple more shows a week here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. So, uh, so keep an eye on uh, out for it. Lindsay, good to talk to you again. All right, Joe.